You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Hey guys, my name is Matt Langston. I am a music producer, a mix engineer, and an avid unicorn enthusiast. And I would like to invite you over to my podcast, Eleven D Life. On Eleven D Life, we get to talk to your favorite artists, producers, and creators about what makes them tick. We take deep dives into where they get their juiciest inspirations from and how they keep from being cynical about all of it. We even get to pull back the curtain on my band, Eleven D Seven, and share some fun insider tips and tricks for our fellow. Hello, bandmates and creators out there. So be sure to check out Eleven D Life right here on the Rock Candy Podcast Network and wherever you get your favorite shows. This is Sacred Tension, the podcast about the discipline of asking questions. My name is Stephen Bradford Long, and we are here on the Rock Candy Podcast Network. For more shows like this one, go to rockcandyrecordings.com. And speaking of Rock Candy Recordings, we are continuing to grow the network. We have some incredible shows already. We have Bible Bash, Bubble and Squeak, Common Creatives, Eleventy Life, and we have more on the way. So if you like the work that we're doing, if you like this culture of weirdness and curiosity and kindness that we're trying to cultivate in audio form, and if you have a show on any topic, I mean, we're interested in having shows on gaming, sex work, politics, anything under the sun. If you have a particular niche that that you are interested in covering in a podcast and you think it would jive well with what we're doing at Rock Candy, please send me an email by going to stephenbradfordlong.com forward slash contact. And uh, I would love to hear your pitch. I would love to hear whatever you come up with. Second, as we all are right now, I have taken a considerable pay cut. I'm no longer teaching yoga. I taught yoga every single week consistently for five years, five plus years. I'm not teaching anymore because there's a goddamn plague. And uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I am rel- and I've cut work as an essential, I've cut some hours as an essential worker just to reduce my exposure to the public. And that means that I am relying on my patrons now more than ever. Now, first and foremost, I need you to take care of yourself and your family and people significant to you in your life. Please do that first. But if you have a little leftover, if you are able to support small independent creative artists, in your life, then please do so. And I would so appreciate it if you were to donate to my Patreon in return for a dollar a month or $5 a month, you get extra content. Usually every week, my House of Heretics podcast with uh, the pastor, Timothy McPherson. Uh, I think I sometimes traumatize him. He's very long-suffering. You know, all the stuff that is too TMI for sacred tension is behind a paywall for on Patreon. So if you want to hear the salacious details, then go to patreon.com forward slash Stephen Bradford Long and you will get that extra content. We don't just talk about my butthole. We also talk about... Um, <laughs> You know, politics, we talk about online culture, we talk about atheism, non-theism, Christianity, theology, all kinds of stuff, LGBT issues, so on and so forth. So it's a great, it's a, it's a lot of fun, and if that interests you, and if you want to continue to support my work, then please do support me on Patreon. There are other ways to support me, though, if you're just unable to give I completely understand. One of the most important things that you can do is to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. That tells our digital overlords that my podcast is worth listening to and recommending to others. Uh, if you could just take a, a second to do a five-star review, that also really helps. And as always, keep listening and enjoying it because it is ultimately here for you to enjoy. All right, I'm wrapping this up. I promise the uh, final piece is that this show is sponsored by the satanictemple.tv. They have all kinds of 
interesting content. They have lectures, they have streams, they have talk shows, they have documentaries, and they have some kinky stuff on there as well, if you're into that. And uh, you get one month free by using my code at checkout, which is SACRED TENSION, all caps, no space. If you use SACRED TENSION, all caps, no space, you get one month free. Please take advantage of it. It is some awesome kind of alternate content. It it helps foster the creative community that surrounds the Satanic Temple. And it, it's just really great. And I and I do hope you take advantage of that. All right. Well, finally, with all of that out of the way, I am delighted to welcome Ariadne Satanis to the show. She is the co-founder of Baffinet. Ariadne, welcome. By the way, am I pronouncing your name right? So we we have this online relationship, <laughs> and I've never actually said your name out loud. Uh, Ariadne is a yeah, that's that's right. Um, okay. <laughs> for, for sure, people call me Aria because uh, I recently actually changed my uh, my pseudonym to Dusatanis because uh, if you share my first name, it's Aria Dusatanis or Song of Satan, so it just worked. Aria de Satanis. <laughs> well, God. Damn it, I fucked up your intro then. Aria, no, no, Aria de Satanas. <laughs> so you are a leader in the satanic community. You are the co-founder of Baffinet, which is a social media network just for Satanists who align themselves with the tenets of the satanic temple. Correct. Yeah. Friends and members of the satanic temple. Uh... It's we serve the mission of the satanic temple. The second we stop serving that mission, the second I close down our, our network. Yeah. And and that's something that I really appreciate about it is how seriously it takes the tenets. And it really is a religious community. It is specifically for serving the satanic community. Oh, dear. I'm moving my chair and you can hear it squeaking in the background. Can you <laughs> hear that? So um, so in addition to Baffinet, uh, what do you do? Tell tell us kind of who you are and what you do. Well, um, I guess first and foremost, I uh, I serve my wife as as a housewife. She grants me the ability to stay at home with the animals, and it's really my passion is is Satan adjacent projects like uh, Gray Faction um, and uh, Baffinet was a hive mind idea that that became something last year on October thirty first. And uh, since then, I've been spending about 30 to 40 hours a day with TST and TST adjacent stuff. Some I just do you mean a week? 30, 30 to 40 hours a day is like a, an, oh, an <laughs> awesome superpower that I wish I had. No. OK, so th- yeah, that so basically this is a full time job for you. Yeah. Satan. Satan is, you know, Satan, Jason stuff. Yeah. Serving the community. It's, it's important. And you can only do so much in person right now because of this stupid fucking pandemic. So got to move forward however we can. And that's online right now. And, you know, there's a really important place for community leaders. You know, I I think that every community has kind of these these important figures like you who who are just tirelessly working, you know, working full time to nurture a community. And it isn't always the super big names who are the most important, right? That isn't to say that you aren't important in the satanic community. You're very important. But there's a a really important place for for people like you who just work tirelessly to cultivate community. I appreciate that. But to be fair, Baffinet has really helped itself, the members themselves in, in, the, in the forums and uh, the webpage. They, they moderate themselves. I mean, I do a little bit of of scolding every now and then, but it, it, it's, <laughs> it's a community that polices itself, just like you know America should. Yeah, I uh, I appreciate that. You know, my Discord has been pretty um, self policing as well. It's great. It's so rare that I ever have to step in and and intervene, which is fantastic. I'm really curious, and this is a question that that comes up a lot on Twitter. People are just really curious about my journey to Satanism, and it's something that I'm curious about you. What led you into what? What led you down this path? I guess it starts with not believing. Mm. It started really early on because I, I was constantly questioning what my parents were laying down. My parents were evangelical Christians, are, but we don't talk anymore, so I can't really speak for the present. But. I stopped believing in a God or supernatural stuff when they couldn't prove anything to me. I asked questions and they couldn't give me straight answers. And that just 
it rung with me bad. And uh, what kind of questions? Why can't we see God? Why can't we talk to God? Why was the Bible written over hundreds of years and not all at once and by a bunch of different people if it's the Word of God? Right. Uh, and why are there so many things that contradict themselves in 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 that so-called perfect word? Yeah, that that really had an issue. And then when they went further to give me um, best described as conspiracy therapy, uh, holding therapy, and one therapist, quote unquote, tried to cast the demons out of me. I mean, I'm 11, 12 years old, thinking that I'm I'm sentenced to to hell by by uh, therapists. So Jesus Christ, clearly it worked. Clearly the exorcism worked. I mean. Look, yes. look at where you are now. <laughs> it worked so well. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I just didn't believe in anything or any community for a long time. And mm. several years ago, online in a in a trans group, I met Sadie Satanis. And um, she told me about PST and Satanism. And I was like, well, I, I've heard about Church of Satan, not impressed. And, and well, we're nothing like that. And sure enough, I live and breathe TST now because they're the first community, first religion that I felt not only I could serve, but serves me at the same time. And absolutely, <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine my life without uh, TST. Just simply the, the seven tenants resounded with me the first time I heard them. And like, this is what I've wanted to live by my whole life and kind of have. I just didn't realize there was it was it was a def- definition of something until uh, until I, I talked to Sadie that first time. And then I dove into Satanism head first, read every book I can get my hands on, still am, uh, you know, three years later. Yeah. So we, so, so we must've joined about, so you joined in 2017? Yeah. 2017. I think that's when I I first signed up for the newsletter. Uh, Yeah. Same. I was floating around a little bit, so I couldn't get into a chapter until uh, last year I joined a Houston chapter and got to do some fun stuff with them. And I got to do my first big event. Uh, I was a black mass, which was really, really, really great. I totally relate to what you're saying. You know, I, uh, an interviewee who I had on um, the show, they, they asked me after recording, they were like, so, so what is this? Is this like a joke? (laughs) And, and, you know, I, I appreciate, yeah, I was talking to Lucian several months ago on the podcast and I brought up these kinds of questions and I was like, you know, they're just such ridiculous questions. And he said, you shouldn't see them as ridiculous. You know, they come up so much that they are sincere, they're honest. And so that's kind of the attitude that I'm trying to take now is, yeah, I mean, people have these real questions about us, but this person was just like, so, so is this a joke? Not dismissively, like genuinely inquiring. And it's really hard to express the depths to which this is my religion. The It feels like the seven tenets inform every single day of my life now. The symbol of Satan is, is just infused with my life now. And, and I really had like this conversion experience almost back in 2017 where you talked about how the tenets resounded massively with you. I had the exact same experience. My partner John, he uh, <laughs> he 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 introduced me to TST, and he said he pulled up the video of the uh, BDSM baby protest, and he was like, "Stephen, look at this." <laughs> <laughs> and I was so into it, and I was I was fascinated by it, by this like socially engaged Satanism. But then I read the tenets, and it was like that was it. That's when I was down. I signed up, and it's been like I haven't looked back since. So, what does Satanism mean to you personally? Everyone has an has an individualized Satan. For them, and that's the beautiful thing about Satanism is that it's very DIY. It's very individualized. So, what does Satan mean to you? Yeah, I think that's what what the most important aspect is. Is it's for me, Satanism is to thine self be true, sort of um, thine own self be true. Uh, like everything that I've ever wanted to do, I've held off on doing because I didn't think I was supposed to do it, or I'd get shunned for it. I wouldn't speak up to certain people because. I didn't think I'd have any backing or backup to talk to him. You know, Satan stood up in, in literature against tyrannical authority with, with no reason but to be free and to, to let others be free. It's liberating. Satan is liberating for me to be able to embrace myself above all and to do it 
while also scraping the, the scales away from others' eyes while I'm at it. Mm. But not by being evangelical, but by just living my life by a higher moral code than, than is set forth anywhere that I've ever seen. Mm. You don't have to be a moral person because you fear hell. You can just be good. And that's, that's Satanism to me. Um, mm. Lucifer is the light bringer. And that metaphor resounds with me and always has that uh, knowledge, science, autonomy is is important. It's 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 what makes us human. If we don't have that, we're just mindless nobodies. <laughs> For me, Satanism is very wrapped up in my queerness as well. You know, and and I'm wondering if you share that experience. Uh, you as oh, a definitely. as a trans um, woman, how does how does Satanism relate to to your trans identity? Well, first off. You know, specific non-theistic Satanism doesn't doesn't hate you for being different. Uh, there's no damnation at the end or or anything. So being your true self is is really the highest form you can go when it comes to Satan or being a satanic person. Uh, you're truly embracing who you are and and being who you are inside out, which for me is a woman. For other people, non-binary or trans men, I mean, even if they're not satanic or calling themselves Satanists, they're they're using some of the highest forms of satanic power by by being themselves. And yeah, yeah, being trans and being accepted by the satanic temple and the community that 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 has at least 50% or more LGBTQ people in uh, the temple, I would say they're they're definitely intertwined, if not um, connected uh, directly. Yeah, I 100% agree. I was in the church for a long time, and it it took me, I I would say I went through about a seven-year deconversion process. It started when I was about 20, and then it it took me, it was a long, excruciating process for me, and I don't wish that on anyone because it, it fucked me up so bad, just that long deconversion process. And through that, I was, um, an advocate for LGBT people in the church and, you know, trying to to move the needle towards acceptance of LGBT people within the church, which I still think is important work. You know, I still think the Catholic Church for, for you know, I don't agree with it. I don't, I am not a theist. And there's a fuck ton of abuse in the Catholic Church, but moving the needle towards acceptance of LGBT people means that the LGBT people who were born into it will be less likely to to be abused, right? And so I, I still think it's an important work. But that said, the relief I felt when I joined a religion where my sexuality was never an issue to begin with, right? It's like no, they never— not an issue, but celebrate it. But celebrate it. You know, it's like yeah. they—you know, I and I come from the Presbyterian Church, and, and just growing up with these— schisms in the Presbyterian church where it's like, you know, the denomination I grew up in and the church I grew up in had this massive split over homosexuality and there were all of these debates and there were all, and so there was the pro-gay contingent and there was the anti-gay contingent. Trans people almost didn't even exist to them yet. Like, they they aren't even fucking ready for trans people. And, uh, and so the battle was just over, you know, garden variety cis gay guys like me and even that was such a huge fucking deal. And to be in a setting now to be in a religion now where they never had to schism over homosexuality they never had to schism over trans people it has been celebrated from the very beginning that is so healing for me you you mentioned earlier an exorcism that you went through could you talk some about that well technically it wouldn't be a formal exorcism but i I went to this doctor who still is practicing by the way i looked her up the other day but i went to her and we'd we'd kneel together and she would put her hands on me and and for 45 minutes we'd repeat some incantations that were supposed to keep get the demons out of me so i could be a better person and when that didn't actually work after several months of that therapy uh that's when I was actually sent to military school after um, my parents were calling it tough love. These several therapists that I saw was was tough love. And I had to, you know, sometimes love doesn't feel like love. And that fucked me up for a while, too. Oh, Jesus um, Christ. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the most the, the worst part of the exorcism, soft exorcism, whatever you want to call it, was that even though I had trouble believing in, in God and, and stuff, 
but it was pounded in my head for so long as a child that I didn't really care about anything I did for a long time because I just thought, you know, no matter what I do, I'm going to hell. So what the fuck ever. It caused me some serious issues, I think, uh, especially since I was then sent to an all boys military school for six years. Um, I don't know how that shaped me personally in my gender journey. It probably kept me in the closet a lot longer than, than, um, it would have been otherwise though. But back to the, the exorcism things. Yeah, that was in Denver, Colorado. Uh, Dr. Rosario del Castillo, who would put hands on me and pray and try to get the demons out and make me make me better. Would you describe that as as traumatizing or just something weird that happened to you? Definitely traumatizing. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm, I'm young, moldable, and I was brought there by my parents who are in the other room and sometimes in the room praying with their hands on me, trying to cast literal demons out of me. So if I didn't think I was possessed or evil before then, I did after having that and shaking the fact that I was inherently evil because I was different, spirited, asked too many questions. That was definitely, yeah, that's traumatic. That's that, that's not just weird. I mean, it's fucking weird, but it's traumatic as shit too. You know, I went through... Um a lot of ex-gay stuff when I was a teenager. And what you're talking about is so similar. And people wonder now why we're Satanists. It's like, if you're, if you're branded as a monster, if you are associated with Satan, you know, having demons cast, them trying to cast demons out of you for something that you, that is just an intrinsic part of you, something that you didn't fucking choose, then... I think it's inevitable for a certain portion of that population to tr- to take that trauma and flip it flip it on its head and Nothing. and turn it into something positive. You know, it's like taking the word queer, which was an insult, and turning it into a term of empowerment. It's it's just like that. And so people wonder why, <laughs> you know, we call ourselves Satanists. Now that isn't the only of course I need to mention that isn't the only path to Satan. You know, there are many different paths to Satanism. I know a lot of people who were never evangelical, who were never even Christian who who came out who came to it out of lifelong atheism and it is their authentic religious community. So so Satanism is not just, you know, a process of healing for people who have been abused by Christianity. A lot of people think it's anti-Christian and it's not. It's post-Christian. Um, yes, thank we, you. We moved on and and we just decided to leave that other stuff behind and we took Satan with us because why not? Yes. You know, it, it's a religion that stands on its own merits, and I'm really glad that you brought that up. Do you have any personal satanic rituals that you take part in? I do several, been to several but, uh, with my local chapter, but as far as at home, the I do I do small ones. Um, every now and then if I'm feeling really bad or angry at something, I'll do a small destruction ritual, write some things down and burn it. And got to have some candles and incense going. Every morning I get up and turn my um, altar lights on, which uh, my altar is about 12 feet high and centric in my house. And I'll either recite one of the tenants and remind myself I'm, I'm me today and I can be the you you and me is to me because I'm the only one that can be me. So, Mm. and, uh, Depending on the day, how how powerful I want to feel, I'll recite the in, uh, the invocation, the TST invocation, and meditate on that. Because if uh, it can be destroyed destroyed by truth, it should not be just. Uh, I have it. I so I have it in my root document. Uh, yeah. That which can't. That which cannot bend. Uh, that could be uh, broken, and that which. Uh, oh, hold on. Let me just pull it up because it's so fucking you know, good. I'm not remembering it off the top of my head. Before I got on, right. <laughs> no, you're good. Let me, let me, I have it right here. I have it. Um, that which can be destroyed by truth should not be spared its demise. Yes, that's it. Um, that which, yeah, let us stand firm against any and all arbitrary authority that threatens the personal sovereignty of one or all. That which will not bend must break. And that which can be destroyed by truth should never be spared its demise. It is done. Hail yeah, Satan. Yeah, that's, that's the most powerful part of the, the yes. thing to me. And it's just... When I first heard that, I just broke into tears, just happy tears, like, yes, <laughs> thank you. What is the, uh, so, so how. That said, also, I, yes. I'm sorry to break in um, on the ritual thing. I, I, I bought Shiva Honey's uh, Devil's Tome, and uh, I've used those, some of her rituals for, for little things here. And like during Hexagnot, I use her for Hexagnot uh, ritual and her um, 
or spring ritual for uh, the equinox. So I guess I do those personal rituals as well. And I kind of personalize them from what Shiva laid out in her book. That's great. Yeah, I love Shiva. She is amazing. And I did an interview with her called Satanic Ritual several months ago. I think it was like back in May or something. I don't remember. But yeah, for people who are interested in Satanic Ritual specifically, definitely go check out that interview and buy her book, um, The Devil's Tone. Oh, what was that? Available on Amazon. I think it's still six sixty six. <laughs> yes, I think it is. Yeah, uh, get it on Kindle on Amazon, or you can buy the hardback from um, from her website. I'm writing a, a memoir. I just started it. That's amazing. Uh, it's funny you can interview me because uh, uh, I literally just started. Like I've been talking about doing this for years because yeah. I've been through a lot, and I've already got fifteen chapters outlined and did about. 2000 words last night. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It should be a really good detailing of, of some of the memories and things I've, I've seen because, you know, I was an international child, uh, military mm. school, evangelical kid. I mean, I've, I've been around the block, Stephen. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Yeah. And so will it be, you know, I'm, I'm sure Satanism will play a part in it. Got a couple of chapters. <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. Most of my life is, is pre-Satan, Satanism. It, it, I would consider most of my life I, I was an agnostic or uh, atheist to a point. Um, but in secret, I couldn't say it out loud because I was too too fearful of persecution at the time. When did you leave the church? When did you leave Christianity? I stopped faking it after I turned—I uh, stopped faking around everybody except for my parents— <laughs> when I turned 18 okay, uh, and I gave tell, which I can, which I call St. John's military school in Salina, Kansas. Okay. I, I left my parents behind. I left that behind and I just started anew. So you left evangelicalism and then you were basically a, a religionless atheist. I just left religion completely behind and focused on nothing but my life and what was going on in my life. Hmm. What is it like what is the transition from non-religious atheist to religion? What is that transition like? Because I have been religious my whole life. I have never stopped being religious. I've been a consistently religious person my entire life. What is it like? What What was that experience like going from atheist, non-religious to now totally religious? To be fair, um, since I went from a religion I, I believed for when I was, you know, till I was about six or seven years old to, no, to non-belief. And then left it behind, you know, completely 13 years. And all of a sudden I discover there's a religion that I can actually believe in and makes me, it gave me drive, uh, a a new sense of need for community. And it it actually kind of lit a fire under me uh, that, you know, I can do what I want in this world because there's, there's no ultimate consequences for not believing in God because we made God. We, We wrote, we, we are our own gods because it's just a book. And with Satanism, uh, it's, it's everything we do in the modern world can be connected to some form of, of satanic ritual. If, if you really were to get deep into it and behind everything we do, like technology wouldn't exist if it wasn't for people that didn't believe in God. And, um, you know, like things like for me, environmentalism, the most fucking satanic thing ever. You know, I'm really passionate about climate change. And, you know, that's that's one of my huge side passions most fucking satanic thing in the world for me because it's about coming up against it's like the milton satan all over again coming up against horrific capitalist authority to try to change the world for the better for liberation you know that to me is the most satanic fucking thing ever a lot of my leftist politics flow from my satanism a lot of you know like my my queer identity and queer issues for me are so infused with Satanism now. And is there, oh, God damn it, I just had a question. It was really fucking good, too. Um, this has been happening to me so often in interviews lately, and I think it's just like the... the Quarantine co- brain. Yes, it's the COVID <laughs> fog, the, the COVID fog that has descended upon all of civilization right now. Um, oh, this is it. Do you feel like being a religious person gives you something that being non-religious and atheist didn't. And what is that thing? I think for me personally, it's it's a community that actually understands me and gets what's going on in the world around them, which before I had communities, but 
there were some so many different walks and beliefs that aligning with those people and listening to them blabber on about God and prayer and it's just it was hard to hard to swallow that all the time and when I'm when I'm around a bunch of Satanists we we talk about music and <laughs> and you know cleaning up a beach or something uh, it's just I say yeah, community is one of the biggest things and anybody can have a fulfilling life whether you're religious or non-religious so doing what's right for you is the most important and for what's what's right for me is is Satanism as I understand it yeah I relate to that and you know when when this issue comes up because I I feel like a lot of atheists get really nervous around this um where you know I I've seen a lot of atheists get upset about that line in the movie Hail Satan when I think it's Mason who says atheism is boring <laughs> and it really can be though it, it really can it be it really can be and I think that people there are there are atheists who get bit nervous and a bit upset when they're when say humanism on its own humanism alone doesn't give doesn't fill a void that certain people need and so now when this issue comes up i'm my answer is just i 100 percent believe that people can lead fulfilling and meaningful lives without religion and I support that. I want that. I want freedom from religion. Freedom from religion means the freedom to choose religion if you want it. The freedom from religion means you have the autonomy to choose how you want to live your life. And that if that is religious, then so be it. If that is religious, then great. Um, and for me personally, even though I, I think people can be very happy without religion, for me personally, I am happier with it for whatever reason. And I'm just content with saying that, you know, may, there are some atheists who have suggested, well, that makes me a weak human being and I just need to let go of religion altogether. And I'm like, at this point, I don't care. At this point, it's like I have this one, I have this one fucking life. And if religion and ritual and community and the symbolism and all of that stuff is, if that's what makes me happy, then I'm going to pursue it. <laughs> you know, it it doesn't right. matter to me whether it makes me weak or not. If if I just I don't I never understood atheists that that try and bring down other other folks that don't believe in in eternity and if you know there's no real point to life, it's just we have to make whatever we want of it. Then mm. you shouldn't be talking down about any other non-theistic religion or non-religion and or theistic religion. I mean, I don't hate theistic religion. I don't hate Christians. I don't hate uh, Muslims, Buddhism, all of that. I, I wish them all to practice their own, whatever helps them in peace, but I really want them to stay the fuck out of the government as well. Exactly. Uh, the difference between Christianity and Christian nationalism and Christian supremacy, it one's, one's incessant and danger, dangerous to those that don't believe and the other's not. Yeah. I don't, I don't, hate and fear Christianity in general. I hate and fear Christian nationalism. It I find it a truly sinister force that is not taken seriously enough by a lot of people on the left. And, and just people in general, I don't think, take it seriously enough. You know, I have kind of this weird, complicated relationship with Christianity <laughs> because I, I just refuse to cut ties with it. And to me, that is personally very satanic. It is very satanic to cross those boundaries and to say, you know, I'm going to work with a Christian for equality of LGBT people. I'm going to I'm going to do that. That to me is very satanic, the, that breaking of boundaries. That's not to say that it's right for other people. It, you know, other people need to stay the fuck away because they have trauma and triggers surrounded by Christianity and it's just not right for them. And that's fine. What what led you to to start Baffinet? That was uh well, a long, a long time of hating Facebook. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, well, with with Cambridge Analytica, when when that came out several years ago, and just the deepness of how bad Facebook was being run and things that were going on with our data, and then that led into you know Trump's America and what they haven't and have done. Hell, I've got three accounts right now. All of them are banned, and I didn't get one notification from Facebook why or how long. So I wonder just, what got you banned. 
you can't, yeah, you can't use this right now, but we're not going to tell you what you did or if it was a violation. And no, we don't have any kind of way to help you. I'm just, I, I got fed up with that. It really could just have been a, tr- a some troll trying to shut shut you down. Like you never right. know. It's, like, it's a company that got too big. Like the troll who might have signed me up for Donald Trump's newsletter uh, and <laughs> and the the text messages that he sends, and it is legit some of the most ridiculous multi level marketing bullshit I've ever read in my life. But I, yeah, trolls I've will do anything. Been recently, I've gotten I've gotten death threats, harm threats. Somebody even sent me. Um, child pornography which has been reported to the fbi uh just Jesus random stuff to my because i'm trans and a satanist said oh you'll love this stuff and th- then it started with with my facebook being restricted then the next account restricted next account restricted so i just stopped but re- rewind 10 months uh we were actually in a, in a conversation on twitter probably i think lucian's feed at some point and uh I, I just offhand said wouldn't it be nice if we had a social media platform just for us satanists you know, run by us without having to worry about getting blocked, banned, doxxed or anything like that. And two weeks later, my friend uh, Shiloh hit me up and said, hey, I got this thing. You want to check it out? And, you know, several days later, we had a platform and uh, we had gone with the name that I had said on on a random popped in my head bath net. And uh, and that's how that happened. That's <laughs> it amazing. grew really fast because a lot of people were fed up with Facebook and wanted to uh, a community where they feel safe. And to this day, I've only had to ban, um, we've only had to ban three people from our platform. <laughs> and I'm pretty That's... happy with that. Nine months, nine months, and we've only had to, you know, had issues and they were all trolls that got banned. But That's amazing. You know, yeah. We have and... over a thousand members on there, 4,000 followers on on Twitter now. Um, it feels like we've, we've been successful so far. Very much so. I mean, Baffinet has become kind of a, 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 centerpiece or a staple of TST online life. I mean, it's really serving a big purpose. I, like, uh, I have to say it out loud just because um, I respect TST so much. Bathnet yes. does not speak for the Satanic Temple. We are not officially affiliated with the Satanic Temple. However, I am a member of the Satanic Temple and I do speak for Baphomet. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's really important to clarify Baffinet is not officially affiliated with TST. It is not a TST organization. It isn't a TST organized thing. It is a thing by members for people who who are allies like or members. To, to, to best define it is, while it's not really a friends of group, I think it's because it can't fit in the category. It, it connects everybody else. Mm. And some of the friends of and 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 members, but everybody on the fringe that couldn't be a part or close enough to a friends of group or can't find a, a chapter near them or have enough people to start one. That's that's generally who we get on Bathnet. We have you know plenty of of, of chapter members and and friends of group members and things like that. Can't release names or anything like that. That's that's one of our big security things. Is you actually can't Google our platform website. You'll get our Twitter and, and social medias, but you won't get a, a link to the to the website and you can't get on without a, a human being creating your account for you. Yeah, which I think is great. And I think social media will have to start moving in this direction in general. We have to protect people's private life. Uh, social media, we, we say everything. We, we give everything away on social media. Yeah. We, we say what we're going to be doing later, what we did last night, what we're going to eat. That's that's a lot of power we're giving massive amounts of people. And if we don't protect that, especially within our communities, then we're, we're powerless. Yeah, I 100% agree. And, and there's also just the grossness of enormous capitalist monsters profiting off of, say, Black Twitter or queer twitter or trans twitter you know it it's just it's awful and and even when there is social change sparked by social media by by movements that happen on social media like me too and and black lives matter and so on um, it's an incredible tool and people have to remember that it's a tool it is an social incredible is tool absolutely a tool for for social change but you <laughs> You got to be careful. You have to be so careful. And they're still capitalizing on it. I mean, they're still they are still making money off of these grassroots movements 
who most most of whom are making no money in getting zero you, you know what I'm saying? They're they're getting zero reimbursement for the work they're doing while these gigantic corporations are are making money off of what they are doing. And it's, so the whole thing is just so, so gross. And I really think that the future of social media, I think the concept of social media is great. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the concept of social media. And I really think that the future of it is going to have to be like small groups, you know, small independent social social media servers like Baffinet serving specific needs and protecting privacy. You know, I think that's that's really where it's going to be at in the future because the algorithms are are just hacking our brains. They are making yeah. us stupid and mean and cruel and shallow. <laughs> social media conditions us and the more we we let ourselves read these stories after stories that are connected to one word and we're going to get 6,000 di different perspectives on one word or one phrase, that's enough to, to change anybody's mind, especially if those 6,000 perspectives all follow one person, say Donald Trump. It, it's really easy. Well, everybody around me is saying this, so it must be right. Not, well, here's what the actual fucking facts are. Mm. I'm not going to go find these for myself because I've got 6,000 people telling me what they mean anyways. You know, one of the thing, one of the exercises that I've been doing lately is just asking myself, where am I living? Like, where am I spending my my time? Where is my default space? So if I like track my time or if I look at my screen, my screen time on my iPhone and it's like if I'm spending more time scrolling Twitter or, or scrolling Facebook, then I am engaging in long form work that actually requires critical thinking, you know, that central satanic skill of critical thinking and being able to, to parse information and being able to really examine it. And it's, so if I'm spending more time scrolling Twitter than I am engaging in long form content, audiobooks, podcasts, being with a friend, you know, just talking to another human being, even watching a movie is better, in my opinion. Watching a movie, listening to a podcast, reading a book. If I'm spending more time on Twitter than I am in that, then like my mental health is in serious jeopardy. Speaking of, of videos, did you check out that uh, video I uploaded on YouTube? Yes. From Teenage bounty hunters. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> the, okay. Yes. Let's talk about that because it's amazing. It is fantastic. So it's so the the clip. I don't know what it is with with Netflix and the Satanic Temple. This is the second time that yeah. this that Netflix has mentioned the Satanic Temple or or you know reference. I got in trouble this time. I don't think they did any infringement. In fact, I think they did us somewhat justice. And Satanism as a whole, I think most important is this that Satanism in a, in a top 10 Netflix series is being represented as a good thing, altruistic, not sacrifice, death, this, and, and the change, the change is evident. And yes. that I think is the biggest takeaway from things like this. I feel like there's this cultural shift where people are starting to see Satanists as the good guys. <laughs> you know, like I, I watch conversations on, um, on Reddit where Satanism comes up, where I read random articles. Of course, you know, you will always have the crazy right-wingers just thinking that we sacrifice babies. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, know. Th there, there's been a, a new genre of anti-TST article being like, they just confirmed that they sacrificed children because of the abortion ritual. <laughs> but Which also is an amazing ritual. I, I don't have a womb. I can't bear children. So I say it's not my fucking place to say whoever has a womb. It's your choice. It's, yes. it's healthcare if you need an abortion. And that's that. It should be your, their right to healthcare, period. Yeah, End definitely. of story. And, and if a ritual helps you feel better and gets you in a headspace that you can be a little bit less traumatized from having to do that, great. Amazing. It's I your body. I completely agree with that. And yeah, so there, are, there will always be those like anti- uh, TST conspiracy theorists, but I'm I'm noticing this shift online in a lot of spaces where it's like, oh, Satanists are the good guys now, <laughs> and it's great. Funny thing is, we've been the good guys all yes, along. We the have FRA been. Was just, was just one big cover up for what priests were doing and 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 Christians were doing to their own own children. I mean, 
I'm not going to put it out there. They've, they've proven that themselves. We're, we're, we're trying to move past SRA as, as something that defines Satanism. And I think that's starting to happen as we're moving to a post-SRA perspective of Satanism. Could you say what SRA means for the audience who, who might not know? Oh, uh, satanic ritual abuse. It was a really big in the 80s and 90s where people, innocent people, would be accused and even convicted of uh, abusing children in satanic ritual abuse rituals. And in fact, all almost every single one of them has been released and their charges reversed because of horrid practices of evidence and evidentiary finding that were just fueled by satanic panic. And, you know, it's important to note that it's still going on, but it's kind, no. kind of gone underground. You know, I. Oh, yeah. It's much more quiet. They don't they don't outright accuse people of it. They do some different things like take it to, to quiet therapy rooms. And, and it's just it's horrible. And they, they they're they're less direct about it. Like you'll see on on a show kind of making fun of Satanism with sacrifices and stuff. While I love some of these shows like Mr. Pickles, it. it it's not a very good representation of what Satan really means to us. It's a funny show, but it's it incites more satanic panic. Say uh, a Christian family were to see that or catch their kids watching that, they would probably be sent to some seriously toxic therapy sessions with the pastor. Speaking of satanic panic, you mentioned that you were doing some stuff with, um, or maybe I maybe I heard this correctly or not, that you were doing some stuff with Gray Faction. I definitely support Gray Faction, and um, I look forward to continuing supporting Gray Faction. Yeah, Gray Faction is great. Uh, for those who don't know, Gray Faction is a campaign of the Satanic Temple, and it is about combating and exposing Satanic panic ideology and methods in the psychological world. Pseudoscience and, and, must burn, not witches. Yes, exactly. Pseudoscience must burn, not witches. Absolutely. Um, well, it looks. Let me. It it looks like we're coming up on our time. Is there any? Are this has been a great conversation. Are there any final thoughts that you want to share with my audience? I was recently uh, interviewed on Satanic Living magazine, and I ended it with, "Don't let yourself become the bully to fight bullies." Mm. And I think that's something we always need to remember. Um, it's definitely okay to call people out for their shit and try to stop them. But once once you've said that and once you've done it, dogpiling on people does nothing for the people that you're trying to stop and teach or remove from power. It just turns you into a bully. So don't become God to, to represent Satan. Represent yourself as a compassionate, reasonable person. And if that doesn't work, move on to the next. There's billions of people out there that... that that can that can benefit from compassion and reason and science. If one one person's not going to listen, there's no point in dogpiling on them and looking like an ass yourself. I so appreciate that. You know, that's a whole other topic. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, uh, I gotta end with it. Like I'm, I'm. There's no reason to be unkind unless you know it just. It's as passionate re response. Sometimes we're, we're, we're assholes, but we're also infallible. And rem remembering that we're that we're fallible and can can make mistakes, we have to remember that once you make a mistake, you should do something your best to make that better. And certainly, not be a bully. Hmm. Not in school, not in everyday life, not on social media. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that the most satanic thing right now is kindness and and also just resisting purity, like re resist and and that also means for good. it's for fun. If that's yes. what you want, or it's, don't, if that's what you want. <laughs> yes. I'm personally great. Hey, so uh, I definitely understand that uh, non-sexuality thing. But if it's you, be you. That's what's most important because you are literally the only person that can be you. And for me personally, part of resisting purity means being being willing to to break online social media gospel when I feel like it is the right thing to do, you know? And, and so I've written several articles that I got massively dogpiled for. Jesus Christ. There, there is a whole Medium article about me. That I, have, I have Medium articles about me now. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's a whole other topic that, 
that's fascinating. The whole internet dogpiling thing. I think those are great words to end on. This has been a fantastic conversation and you're welcome back anytime. Thank you, Stephen, for inviting me. Well, that is it for this show. The music is by The Jelly Rocks and Eleven D Seven. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to music. This show is written, produced, and edited by me, Stephen Bradford Long, and it is a production of Rock Candy Media. And as always, hail Satan. We'll see you next week. Hail Satan. I can't remember 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 I can't remember